this is your host, George Brotman. Welcome you to this week's edition of RPS's podcast, Radiant Cast. We look to explore business issues and topics that make for better business. Is trust really that important in the business environment? Can an organization perform whether it's there or not? Can a business grow? What would it look like in my team? And how do I know if I have it or not? Trust is one of those soft words that comes up from time to time, and it seems we settle for vague answers to these questions. Let's see if we can clear up a few of those in a series on trust in business. In today's episode of Radiant Cast, we will look at trust and disagreements. First question is, is it really that important? Well, that is the key question. In order to answer it, we'll need to backtrack a little, define and describe it in order to know the answer. So keep that in the back of your mind and as we explore the rest of the questions. So let's explore. What does it look like? Or perhaps better, what does its absence look like? Trust is not just based on the absence of lying. Instead, it requires the presence of value and accuracy in the communication going on. You can usually spot it in a team, has it or not, in a meeting. Whether it's a formal meeting or just two or more people gathering in the break room, watch the conversation pattern. One person offers an idea on a matter of some how to accomplish something. A second person offers a different idea, a second idea. A third person may even throw in something completely different. To start off with, this is actually a good sign, especially if one of these is a ranking person, a manager or a leader in the company. It means that they're sharing different ideas, and that's actually a good thing. But what's really telling is what happens next. What if, with two or more ideas on the table, what are they doing with those ideas? Have you ever seen it break down into a cycle of each person repeating their idea over and over? Maybe the question is about outsourcing versus doing something in-house. Or maybe it's red versus blue in the break room. Or buying this version of software versus that version. Each team member comes back with their own idea of what is a better solution. They restate their idea and they respond just by repeating what they've said before. Maybe different rationales, but essentially the same idea. Often there's little movement and little concession, just going round and round and no decision is made. Unless one of the participants outranks the other and makes a unilateral move. Or it may be finally someone just wears down and says, fine, we'll do it your way. What happens is more damaging than than some realize. Nobody stopped to acknowledge the merits of the ideas. It's completely different views, but they're not hearing each other. What this usually means is that each person is convinced that their idea is not being heard. Clearly, you weren't listening. And so they get stuck repeating it, hoping to break through. Now let's imagine something different. Imagine adding one phrase, something like this, to the discussion. You see how powerful that is. Hmm, that's an interesting perspective. So what I hear you describing is, and then paraphrase it back. Maybe, you know, explaining in your own words what you believe their point is. What you've just done is broken the cycle of repeat and repeat and repeat. You've let them know, I've heard you. Didn't say I agree with you, I just let you know that I heard you. 
Now this may actually take some extra steps in here. The goal is to convince each party, not that you agree with them, but that you heard and understood their side. Feel free to add additional questions, especially ones that you think could help them see the issues you see as vulnerabilities. But here's where you have to be careful. Never attack their ideas. Never undercut ideas. Phrase those questions such as, so how would you address? Or do you see any issues with? And let them come up with the responses. They may actually have some good answers to those questions. What you are doing is confirming that you heard their side and hopefully breaking the cycle where they repeat over and over their argument. This has the benefit of letting them know that you heard them and hopefully even gave the appropriate consideration to their thought. By feeding it back, you usually have engaged enough of your own mind to the idea that it does indeed get a fair shake. Repeat this with each idea on the table, confirming and exploring each one for each party so they each get their own reasonable consideration. If yours is one of the ideas, make sure to bring your own idea back up last. And you may share that with, my thought is, or the way I was thinking was, but never attack, refute, or contradict others' ideas. Simply clarify your own. This doesn't necessarily guarantee that everyone will buy in to whatever the final idea is, but it does have several benefits. First, it lowers resentment. So many people come from meetings angry that they were dismissed without consideration. You may sure that they were listened to. You may even have found a better way of viewing an issue. Second, it raises buy-in. If my idea was not the one selected, either by the boss or consensus or vote, whatever the mechanism, I at least understand that it was because I stopped arguing because I had given my idea, I knew that my idea was given consideration. Third, it builds trust. Then I know I can share ideas and at least I know I will be heard. I am now more likely to share concerns in the future that may benefit the team. Even if my idea was the one that lost out, hopefully understand the reason it lost and get a better insight into why it didn't prevail. Perhaps it was not consistent with the bigger strategy of the company and I didn't know about that. Or it was more costly than I realized. Whatever the reason, each participant has a chance to learn and grow. Some people would argue this is negotiation. That's only true if the participants are the ones making the decision. It could, this doesn't preclude that somebody still makes a unilateral decision. A boss who comes in and decides this is what we're going to do. But at least they've got all the facts, they've got all the alternatives. It, the process allows for honest and fair consideration of all ideas, no matter who makes the final decision. If the ideas are honestly explored, then process is trust-based. So the question we opened with is this. Is it really that important? Well, by using an approach that encourages conversations and makes sure that all ideas are heard, raises the level of trust and confidence that I can offer a suggestion, it will be considered 
and decided on its merits, not on the value of you know something more arbitrary. It prevents some debates from resurfacing later. Sure, it may take a little longer, but in the long haul, I may have sh shut off bitterness or continuing debate weeks and months down the road. And I've even seen it to shorten discussion that could have taken an hours of debating and arguing back and forth in a circle and boil it down to 20 minutes of actually digging into the details. It minimizes resentment because each party is assuming they're mature about it, realizes they haven't given a fair shake. And on this note, it is fair to point out to them later if they do hold a grudge that they had a chance to explain their idea. It even explores ways that could change minds. This approach raises the chance that a best idea is reached. That maybe a mixture of two or more ideas could be the right solution. Creative alternatives can be explored that unlock new potential. Businesses run on people. At the end of the day, each team member needs to do their best to follow this approach when time permits and should um, develop judgment to know when. It takes practice, it takes maturity to do this, but in the end, the results are compelling. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned something new. I would love to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or questions about how to build trust in disagreements, or other business topics, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us on the web at www.radproserve.com That's R-A-D-P-R-O-S-E-R-V.com By email at george at radproserve.com Or you can even sign up for our newsletter on the website. At Radiant Professional Services, we help managers and leaders explore business issues and topics that make for better business. We have found better leadership leads to better business, which is ultimately for a better life. Let us show you a better way to work.